This week as we dive into the message, we're talking about uh, the first of four weeks of prophecies about Jesus coming. Who is this Savior that God has in store for His people Israel? And this week we're talking about a prophecy that comes from Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet who lived uh, six to seven hundred years before Jesus came on the scene. The people of Israel had been exiled. They'd been conquered and taken into uh, a bondage by another uh, nation. They had been first taken away by the Assyrians and then by the Babylonians. So Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. He's, he's the sad prophet because God is uh, punishing his people. They're experiencing suffering and judgment because of the things they have done and the way they've walked their own way. And yet, even in Jeremiah, in this book, of, and Jeremiah also wrote the book of Lamentations, which uh, Lamentation is just a word for complaining, loud wailing. Um, so, so this weeping prophet, this sad prophet, still peppered in these promises of God's salvation, these bright spots in the, the book of, of his prophecies. So in Jeremiah 33, in the middle of the book, we get these uh, glimpses of what it means, this, this plan that God has to reconcile and rescue his people. So this is about the coming Savior, the Messiah that God has in mind. Verse 15 says, He shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. So as the people of Israel were experiencing this, this enslavement and this exiling and this bondage, they got this little phrase of who God's Savior would be. They were keeping an eye out for the Messiah. They were hearing from, from God that He would execute justice and righteousness in the land. They, they, were, they were enslaved, they were entrapped, and they needed they needed to be set free. That was going to be the marking indicator of who the Savior was, someone that would execute justice and righteousness in the land. Now, the people in Jesus' day had their own ideas about what God's promises should be fulfilled by, how he's going to bring about rescue, how he's going to bring about salvation for his people. They, they wanted someone who would set them free in a political sense, someone who would overthrow the ruling government, because just like Jeremiah's time, the people were exiled by another nation, at Jesus' time, they were ruled by the Romans. They were looking for someone to set them free from this political power. But as we learn from Jesus' teachings and actions, we begin to understand that he wasn't talking about political freedom. He was talking about true, personal, spiritual freedom. But before we get too much into that, I just want to say we also relate to the people in Jeremiah's day and the people in Jesus' day because we import our own desires of the kind of Savior we want to have. We want a Jesus who's going to save us from our family issues, from our insecurities, from our sicknesses, from our financial woes. We are all looking for a savior from our earthly temporal problems. And sometimes God provides relief in the midst of those sufferings. But God's project is so much bigger than any of our little personal issues or even our big personal issues. His project is so much bigger than uh, political issues. So even at the time of Jesus, his project was more than setting his people free from the Romans. He was establishing for his people a true uh, a freedom from their, from their spiritual bondage. The fact that they were sinful, separated from God, distant from him. He was going to establish a proximity with his people, a relationship that would allow for them to become uh, a nation delivering freedom to the world around them. And the same is true for you and me. How did Jesus fulfill this, uh, this prophecy in Jeremiah? He, how did he bring about justice and righteousness in the land? His disciples, even in Acts, were asking when he was about to ascend. He had done his work. He had walked with them for three years. He had performed miracles. He had given teachings. He was raised from the dead. And they still asked him, is now the time you're going to restore 
the kingdom of Israel? Are you going to bring about political freedom now? They were asking Jesus. And the truth is, he wasn't on a mission to set them free politically at all. He was establishing for them spiritual freedom, a project bigger than any nation, bigger than any one people. And it was going to involve you and me and the rest of the world because his teachings and his actions are what it takes to become a citizen in this kingdom his disciples were wondering about. He executed justice in the way that he paid for our sins on the cross. All of us owed a debt because of our brokenness, because of our sin, because of our separation from God. Through justice balances the weights, balances uh, the, the cost that we have for our sin. And true righteousness is the way that he walked and acted. Jesus was the only righteous and perfect person. He's the only one that could win that for us. And he did so in his life on earth. As we celebrate this Christmas season together, this Advent, this preparation season, the coming of Jesus as a baby, we do so remembering that though we are distracted and tempted into thinking Jesus is going to just solve my problems or we're looking for a particular kind of Jesus, we sort of instrumentalize our preparation. We have to remember that God's plan is so much bigger than you and me and he brings us along in it. Jesus' death and resurrection is for you. It's for you in the midst of the struggles that you have. It's for you in the desires that you have for God to move in your life. But know this, whether he moves in this particular issue or that particular problem or not, he has done good things for you through the work of Jesus on the cross. He has forgiven your sin and come close to you in relationship. Coming close is a great way to summarize Christmas celebration. We're celebrating what it means to come together to celebrate Jesus coming close to you and me as a human being. Let's join in that celebration and preparation as we go through these prophecies, as we celebrate and worship together. All this I say in Jesus' name. Amen.